and welcome to the podcast. This is What a Scream, the horror movie podcast where myself, uh, the host, Ogali Miss Dolly, chats horror films with a special guest every week. And in particular, we chat about two horror films that we feel perfectly encompass a certain subgenre or topic that I've previously randomly chosen. Um, so this week's episode is... Again, I always feel like, so when I have this specific guest on, apart from like the first episode, I always feel that this is like, these are the subjects I have where I'm not overly familiar or I wouldn't be a big fan of. Um, but how or never, this week I discuss horror musicals with a friend of the podcast, Ruby Noir. Um, and we have a good old chat about, um, why or if even horror and musicals kind of go hand in hand if they work um ruby is a musical aficionado um she knows a lot more than i would when it comes to musicals um i am barely a fan i like a few um yeah i like a few let's say i could count them on one hand all of the musicals that i like um so yeah ruby kind of schools me when it comes to this again like she did with the hammer horror um so this week we are chatting about um 1975's rocky horror picture show because it is such a classic and i don't think we could have done a horror musical episode without talking about this um we also chat about 2008's repo the genetic opera and we'll also be having a brief chat about others like anna and the apocalypse um little shop of horrors uh, sweeney todd and a few other horror musicals that are out there so if you're into horror musicals get your pencil and paper because you'll need to jot all these down um there's a few surprises in there as well that you wouldn't think would be horror musicals um yeah a few that surprised me as well so here it is my chat with ruby noir about horror musicals so i would like to invite back invite back to the podcast <laughs> i'll invite you now <laughs> too late bitch i'm already here yeah i would like to welcome back to the podcast uh podcast regular ruby noir hello it's me and i'm still not you <laughs> thanks for having me back Oh, no problem. Um, you're still not me, but yet my son still gets very confused. That was so <laughs> like So we've talked about this before, how a lot of people seem to mix us up and we don't see it. But if your own son, yeah, my your own, own child, progeny <laughs> is looking look, yeah. at two of us side by side and going, which one is my mum? I think we have a problem. <laughs> at least Maybe I know now wrong. I can sneak away and you can like come look after him and he won't know the difference i know for like a couple of hours i could probably babysit and just bamboozle yeah. him he'd be yeah. like oh i don't see any difference yeah <laughs> <laughs> just keep feeding him chocolate he'll be fine <laughs> one major difference is i have no idea what to do with a child I'm like, uh, <laughs> just point it at the telly and put on spongebob yeah. <laughs> that way we both be entertained <laughs> um so how are you doing i'm good thank you yeah uh, the world is opening up a bit more, which is nice. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to get out and see things in the cinema soon. Mm -hmm. See each other in person soon. That'd that be would nice. be nice. Yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah, I, I'm all for getting back to seeing people and just like yeah. being able to just talk to someone. 
I know very we're very very slowly sort of opening up the people that we're seeing in person so there's yeah. like a few extra people here and there yeah. which is really nice yeah um but it's weird because you think that it doesn't affect you that much and then you meet someone who you haven't seen in a while and you yeah. can't stop talking at them <laughs> like, I haven't spoken to anyone in person that isn't my partner in a year <laughs> see I get the opposite when I see someone that I haven't seen in a while I forget how to communicate <laughs> And it's like my brain is talking, but my mouth forgets. So I'm just but, sitting there like nodding. Notice I did say talking at and not talking with. Like, <laughs> not good communication to just like word vomit at someone for like an hour. Whereas I'm like, how do I socialize? <laughs> so really, it'd be perfect if we get, to, I'll just like chalk yeah. at you until your your brain catches yeah. up and you can be like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um just to note we both sound like this today because it was eurovision oh, last night it was, and it was great i have we well i've lost my voice from shouting for italy <laughs> uh, yeah i was also shouting for italy, italy and getting yeah. very excited about iceland i'm very in love with them yeah um yeah i've been Horse and down the strap sills for the last hour. <laughs> I didn't even bother. Get everything smoothed out. <laughs> We're a little bit husky today. It's our sexy voices. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just felt that Italy was like the perfect depiction of my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like the lead singer was probably like eyeing up the all of Serbia's act and being like, see you guys are leader. Yeah. <laughs> well, they cut Ciao. to a shot where he was hugging them all and they were all yeah. just hugging him. <laughs> it was like someone's getting laid <laughs> well because it must have been hard for them because i'd imagine they were not able to do like any socializing in the like the semi-finals week so yeah. i'd say once the competition's over they're all it's going to be like a massive party because yeah. they're like fuck it we can like even if we get covid we can just go home and chill yeah <laughs> i think that's why iceland wasn't in yeah so one of them had been diagnosed with covid and they did have the option to perform without that person but they said mm -hmm. no we do it together we don't do yeah. it at all so, which was nice i think yeah that's um, cute. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know this, so one of the members of the band is his wife, and she right. was like so pregnant she could barely move oh. her, in her like jumper. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. Yeah, they I found a lot course. of like it was there was like the glam rock, and then we had a bit of bit of nerd pop going on. Mm -hmm. Um and and then obviously we've got the the girls in their shiny, shimmery bodysuits yes it was definitely the year of the of the silver bodysuit of various different there was some that would have been critiqued by michelle visage had she oh, been there. absolutely I, <laughs> yeah i think she she sometimes does the uh commentary in the u.s as well so okay. i think if she i would love to hear it if she did she did she'd be like i don't like it i was quite basic yeah. we've seen this before um i thoroughly enjoyed the eurovision last night Yes, we both did. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure many of your listeners will think watching the Eurovision, the ultimate horror experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's a good setting for a horror film. Yeah, I can see. Can you imagine yeah. it's like a horror film? Just like so, like serial killer slowly picking off your vision entries. <laughs> right? I mean, you could go down the zombie lane as well, but I don't think it would be as fun as serial killer, like killing every country with like their own props or something. Yeah. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like zombies have kind of been done in that thing, like, you know, like yeah. Dead Set or something with like yeah. the Big Brother thing. So like, you kind of got that. But yeah, I think a serial killer would be good. Yeah, we're copywriting Just, that. That's our idea. Yeah, someone, <laughs> someone being like throttled to death with the strap of their keytar, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or that like, you know, Spain had that giant moon and he's like oh, singing, doing his terror, like very pitchy, big yeah. note. And then like the moon just like... <laughs> 
I feel they should set the next scream in it, to be honest. That'd be amazing. Scream meets the Eurovision. (laughs) Um, So let's move on to our theme this week, which is musicals. Horror musical. I could have said that a bit jazzier, couldn't I? It's musicals. (laughs) Musicals. I'm so happy. um and this has been a while in the making ever since we did our first episode we were like we have to do a musical episode i'm Um, so excited you're a big fan of musicals aren't you i am this is my oeuvre yes and i'm on like hammer horror i'm on the other end of the spectrum (laughs) where i do not like them save one (laughs) i I hope i hope this isn't quite as as much as like the the last time where i show up and be like this is great you're like no it's all terrible (laughs) So I was on Hammer. I was vindicated. There were lots of people in the comments on socials that were like, right, what are you yeah. talking about? Horror's great. And I was like, yes. I think I had one person be like, I agree with you. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> like, whereas everyone else was really passionate about defending Hammer. I think because Hammer is probably something that a lot of people saw as like relatively young. Yeah. So it's like very much a gateway kind of thing. And I'd imagine that this probably falls into the same category, yes. particularly with what the one that we're going to talk about first yeah um well how do you feel about horror musicals do you think that it translates well it merges well or yeah i think it can do like i've i've done um i've done a number from the evil dead Mm -hmm. musical i think that it's like a really because like the whole thing about musicals is that like you know you feel so much that you you think you feel so much that you can't talk you have to sing and then you sing so much that you have to dance and i think that like (laughs) horror is very heightened emotions so it does kind of make sense like it's more towards the comedy end of things because yeah. I think the nature of musicals mean that it's hard to be like frightening, <laughs> but music is also very emotionally evocative. So yeah. I, I think it, when it's done right, it can be really amazing. Yeah. And when it's done wrong, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so will we, will we talk about the, the first musical? We're not really doing a your musical, my musical. We're kind of just talking about all of them. Yeah, I have too many opinions, basically. (laughs) Yeah. So the first one, which was kind of like the one that I was like, I'm definitely going to do this because it's my favorite musical ever. The only musical I like Um, (laughs) is, of course, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, Of course. The classic, the the ultimate. Yes. Um, It's a 1975 uh, feature film directed by Jim Sharman, written by Sharman and Richard O'Brien, who also stars. And it's based on the 1973 musical stage production. Um, It is pretty much a parody tribute to science fiction and horror B-movies. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. Yeah, it is chock-a-block full of references from everything to like early 1930s RKO films right through to like 70s mad sci-fi stuff. It's, yeah, and it's a a love letter to like the rock opera as well, which is really fun. Yeah, Um, so it stars Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon, Barry Bostwick, Nell Campbell and Patricia Quinn, Patricia Quinn even, (laughs) um, as well as Richard O'Brien. And it follows two... Uh, engaged people and they break down and they go to find a phone and they come across the castle of Dr. Frankenfurter and I I love the idea of this gothic castle in the middle of the American Midwest right yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're like um (laughs) I have questions (laughs) and they are met with uh, Riff Raff who is the handyman of the house he's Sister Magenta um 
Dr. Frankenfurter, who is the the mad scientist character who is building Rocky or the creature and craziness ensues. Mm. And it's it's such a hard thing to describe to someone without being like, yeah, just have to watch it. <laughs> like- yeah. It is, yeah, it's an experience and a half. And like I I have been to uh the live like version, not so not the live stage show, but like the yeah. screening with the um with the performances and stuff yeah uh many many times and like you you always see someone who's never been there before and mm-hmm. like possibly has never even seen the movie and they are always just like what the fuck is happening yeah <laughs> i think they feel that way about the movie even before you have all these people screaming and shouting and throwing things yeah like i i think rocky horror is one of my very earliest horror movie kind of experiences and it was very much i accidentally saw it one night um i was staying up like it must have been like a new year's eve or something yeah and we were over at like one of my family friends houses and they were all drinking in the kitchen i was in the living room turned on tv and i saw tim curry in a corset i was like what is this <laughs> uh, a very specific sexual awakening i think for a lot of people absolutely <laughs> like, <"What's> happening <laughs> i don't know but i like it and then it wasn't until a lot later when um they used to have the screenings at the Sugar Club mm. here in Dublin. Which they, well, they still do when do it's not, yeah, not Wait, well, well, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, that I went to it and then, you know, you're given popcorn and toast and yeah. it's all about the, and I was like, what's going on? I yeah. don't want to eat this toast. What's going on? <laughs> and please don't eat the toast. It is no. very stale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they give stuff out anymore. They, uh, you have to bring your own accoutrement if you want to throw things. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but they will give you hot chocolate in the queue, which oh, is nice of them. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very sweet of them. Um, um, so what do you think of Rocky Horror as uh, a whole, as the whole kind of film and story first off? I mean, I, oh God, I fucking love this movie. Again, like yourself, yeah. I would have encountered it at a relatively young age yeah. and just been mesmerized by the whole thing. I mean, it, it, help, it doesn't, or it helps a lot, obviously, that the tunes are banging. Like yeah. they are iconic for a reason. Yeah. Um. So like, I honestly probably don't think I can give uh like an unbiased good critique of this movie because I love yeah. it so much and I know it so well. Like I know it inside yeah. and out. Yeah. Like there's so much about it that has just worked its way into every like into so many aspects of pop culture. Like yeah. even if you don't know this movie very well, maybe if you even haven't seen it, you still you probably know the time warp. Yeah. You probably know Sweet Transvestite. Yeah. You definitely know the t- Tim Curry as Frank Inverter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so much of it is just like ubiquitous with certain kinds of like culture at this point. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's sort of transcended itself at this yeah. point, I think. It really has. Um, just going back to the music, it's set against, well, it was from the 19, mid 1970s. So it's set against very glam rock. Yeah. And Richard O'Brien has even said that, you know, glam rock helped him explore his sexuality and that's why he wanted this musical to be glam rock. And it's just, I mean, obviously you can see a lot of like the T-Rex, you know, Mark Bolan influences, um, especially in the character of Dr. Frankenfurter. But the music is just incredible. Everybody knows the time warp. Everybody, as you said, even if you haven't seen the film, everyone knows the song, the time warp. And it's just, but even the other songs that aren't as well known, they're so catchy yeah and they're so well written and they're so well sung as well and it's just i love the fact that with rocky horror 
is you know when you see a lot of other musicals and you're like well i only want to be that character because they yeah. have the best song the best lines rocky horror i love all the characters and i was like yeah i'd be any one of them like at the drop <laughs> of a hat like <laughs> absolutely i feel exactly the same way yeah. um yeah no it's just uh, yeah a lot of the like lesser known songs are really gorgeous like one of my favorites is actually i'm coming home like so yeah it's kind of big finale yeah which is a beautiful song like it's stunning and tim yeah. curry's performance of it is again just iconic i'm gonna be saying that about every aspect of this film it's like yeah. it's iconic it's iconic <laughs> yeah um i really like uh there's a light that was one of the other ones i was yeah. gonna say i think that's a beautiful song really nice yeah. harmonies yeah it's just all of it is so well sung and so well composed and they really did a perfect cast for the film they really really did i there was one addition um from that wasn't in the stage show which is meatloaf yeah um <laughs> but why Eddie. would you not want to include meatloaf why in would film? you not want to include meatloaf he also clearly having the time of his fucking life <laughs> um and as far as i'm aware and now i might be wrong about this but i'm pretty sure that they basically like they needed a name to yeah. get financing and they're like okay, okay yeah. meatloaf yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> meatloaf's like Maybe yes <laughs> love that so much um so the the film was shot in bray studios which harkens mm. back to our hammer horror episode yes um and the the castle does have a very hammer horror-esque vibe i think there is a very clear line of influence yeah. for, for the aesthetics at least there's that sort of like very rich color yeah. uh like highly gothic sort of vibe to yeah. it but it's also this very sort of pop punk aesthetic as well when you get to like the lab yeah and like the like they like whoever bought the like light and gels for this one just went yeah. fucking crazy. They were like, how yeah. many colors? All of the colors. <laughs> Every single one of them. All of the colors. <laughs> well, I quite, so we see like the interior of the castle um, when they're doing the time warp, you know, when mm -hmm. the Brad and Janet first come into the castle and it's very gothic horror, lots of spider webs. And then when they move up to the lab, it reminded me a lot of Dario Argento. You know, yeah, he's kind of set. definitely sets. see that, yeah. yeah bit more sparse um, and quite like expansive yeah um and it kind of reminded me a lot of that and it's it's such a strong contrast to like the 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 kind of gothiciness of the other parts of the castle yeah because it does go back and forth there I suppose mm -hmm. there is that it's that alien sensibility versus like yeah. the gothicness that I think they're supposed to associate with humanity essentially yeah because you have the bedrooms which are also very gothic it's all yeah. billowing chiffon and looming silhouettes of shadows of people which is very Dracula yeah um, <laughs> and then obviously the dinner scene <laughs> upon they're dining on a coffin and shit yeah. <laughs> it's like that's what I need for my dining room <laughs> that is yeah you just whip the tablecloth back yeah. and be like you've been eating your sister <laughs> <laughs> very dramatic i love it but then there's this like uh very 1930s influence things in the mm -hmm. pool with the uh, that, like there's yeah. obviously the very like the rko tower yeah, yeah. Built, <laughs> which i'm always obsessed with that king yeah. kong moment at the end oh, yeah just, <laughs> like a little queer girl i was like i don't know what's happening but i love yeah. it <laughs> it's just no matter how many times i've watched this film i will just watch i watch it at least once a year like at least <laughs> yeah um no I, I i end up seeing it a lot because my partner is actually in the rocky Horror yeah. ireland cast um so i usually go and see yeah. them when they're performing <laughs> so which is always a weird like it's a weird kind of situation because depending on the crowds that you have it can yeah. be it can kind of go a couple of different ways as an experience yeah. like i find it quite um 
intense like sometimes I'm really in the mood for it and then other times I'm like I need to go and have a break from all these people (laughs) but it's because people are so into it like people like you can tell for some people like this is their night out yeah like a year they go to this like they go to the Valentine's show and they go to the Halloween show yeah and that's when they go out and this is like their thing yeah I fucking love it and I'm I'm so into that enthusiasm for something yeah I mean let's let's talk about the release a bit and how we got to these kind of shows um so when it was released it didn't really do well critically at all and so the only way they could kind of get it into cinemas was um doing midnight films Mm -hmm. and then because a lot of the people that went to the midnight films were kind of like the edge of society you know kind of outcasts and you know that that's where it started to gain its popularity and then the um the conception of shadow casts came in Mm. and people dressing up to go like why do you think that it just exploded like this in this way i think a lot of people related to the exploration of sexuality and gender Mm. and all that stuff that they were seeing on screen and then there's also just like the pure kitsch fun factor. Yeah. Like which should not be kind of underestimated. Like you can go into all the, you know, the kind of the queer studies aspect of it. But yeah. it's like it's great tunes that are mm-hmm. easy to sing along with. Uh, the costumes are relatively easy to copy. Like yeah. there's nothing too like crazy expensive yeah. um, or difficult to, to recreate. Um, and it's yeah, it's just so kitschy and fun. And it invite it almost invites that like interactive element. Yeah. Um, and people obviously just really connected with that. Yeah. Um, and especially because of the seventies, again, uh, androgyny was such a big thing. Yeah. And that's, you know, especially with the opening titles, we see like, uh, Patricia Quinn's mouth, but Richard O'Brien's voice and yes, kind yeah. of introduces this theme of androgyny. Um, and it, it really felt like, especially the, you know, the queer community, the LGBT community really like grasped onto it because of its kind of depiction of androgyny bisexuality you know uh, queer identities Mm. um and i just feel that that's why it became such like an embraced musical as well i think something interesting has happened though as well and like now this is purely my own kind of anecdotal observations Mm. so just in case i I, like please don't like take anyone take this up the wrong way but (laughs) definitely the like the screenings that i've been to more recently that the audience is probably majority straight Mm -hmm. it is big but i think or like at least if not straight kind of more heteronormative presenting yeah. And I think it's become this thing that allows people who essentially identify as straight yeah. to um, like practice what like, like their little bit of queerness in what is yeah. a, what is a socially acceptable way. Like, And that's mm-hmm. more of a hangover probably from like the 90s, yeah. the 80s and the 90s than it really is now. But mm-hmm. it's kind of it's like this weird thing where it's like a bunch of people who probably live relatively straight lives for lack yeah. of a better term get yeah. to come out and be really queer for a night yeah um do you think that it has held up well yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I know there's a lot of controversy well not a lot of controversy but there are some you know especially if you're say if you're a young person from you know Gen Z or whatever the hell they're <gasps> called looking at it mm. now and not knowing the history of it, they, it could definitely be seen as very, very problematic. What do you think of that? Um, I uh, honestly, I don't know. I think you'd have to 
try really hard to see any sort of genuine ill intent yeah. for whatever about kind of it being of its time yeah like even for its time it was trying to express something that was very transgressive and very queer mm -hmm. did it do it in language that is acceptable today not necessarily but yeah. like I think you'd have to like really be looking to mm -hmm. be offended to see something like genuinely yeah problematic and like harmful in it yeah um I mean I know like looking back when I watched it obviously the bedroom scenes are a bit yeah yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're a bit kind of like ah. um yeah they're sort of like pretending to be someone else and seducing yeah. <laughs> and seducing people but you know and so there is certainly like a problematic aspect of that but I mean there's there's also the point where they realize that it's Frankenfurter and then yeah. do give active consent yes <laughs> uh, you know what actually true. I'm super into this so. yeah <laughs> And, they and who, who wouldn't be? <laughs> and they would have made a lovely thruple had they been allowed. Um, yes. <laughs> sorry, I'm actually apparently thruple isn't isn't a good a good phrase anymore. So I do. Apologize, oh, is it not? I'm not sure. I don't know. I heard somewhere that apparently it's not it's not preferred anymore. Okay. But, um, uh, so just in case, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> they would have made a great polyamorous relationship. Relationship. Group. There we go. Yes. <laughs> words today are hard <laughs> words today are hard um but yeah no it's yeah no I, I think if you're coming at it with absolutely no context certainly an eyebrow or two could be raised for yeah. for good reason but yeah I don't know I like I say I do really think that you'd have to try hard to find any intent of harm yeah and you know it was written by a queer man who yes. was amongst the queer kind of community a queer um, non-binary person actually they came out as non-binary oh, a few years ago okay mm. There you go. You learn something new every day. Um, <laughs> um, so what do you think is his legacy? The legacy of Rocky, I think mm. we're probably going to talk about soon. Yeah, um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I think like there's so much of that, like playing with with gender performance um, mm. and like kitschness and campness that has been yeah. that is like influenced by Rocky um, in a really good way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like the thing is, it's kind of hard. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, one of the other movies that we're going to talk about is basically trying to be a modern day yeah. Rocky in a sense and failing. But, <laughs> you know, so there's always like people dream of being that kind of cult classic. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I, I feel like it hasn't been recreated. Like no other musical has this such a strong cult kind of following that I know of anyway. Not, I suppose, outside of like kind of musical theater, mm. like fans. Um, yeah, I, the only thing I can think of that I think is remotely comparable, and I don't, it's not nearly as, is as good, and it's not a musical either. It's probably The Room. Okay, yeah. Um, because yeah. that has similar sort of like, you know, cult following, um, group screenings where people shout at the screen and throw yeah. things, but it's kind of for a different reason. Yeah. You know, it's the so bad it's good thing. Yeah. Whereas, like, I do think Rocky Horror Picture Show is a genuinely good film. Yeah, I've actually never seen The Room, but like, <laughs> I was it's... made I was made to watch all the good bits on YouTube. So, like, I know, <laughs> you know, I know. You know all the kind of, yeah. yeah, it's actually really, really fun. And I've yeah. I've been to two screenings of it, which were also very, very fun in the same yeah. genre same as going to a Rocky a Rocky yeah. Horror Picture Show um, screening. Yeah. Like, really good crack. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just 
Rocky Horror, as we said before, even if you haven't seen it, you've definitely seen it on Glee or you've seen it yeah. being mentioned in like the Perks of a Wolf, of being a wallflower, Perks of a Wallflower, whatever it's called, <laughs> <laughs> that film. Perks of being um, a wallflower, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it was mentioned on that 70s show and lots of other shows. Yeah. And so it, it really has made such an impact in our culture. Yeah, completely. And like, yeah, I don't think there is a person out there who as we've already said doesn't know the time warp and it's also rocky is always a funny one because like i'm as i've said i'm a massive musical theater fan Mm. and you get a lot of people when you tell them that you're a musical theater fan they go i hate musicals and you're like okay well i don't know why you need to tell me that before (laughs) and then they go except for rocky horror picture show yeah and cabaret and chicago (laughs) and all the disney movies i'm not there um (laughs) (laughs) you're like i will convert you (laughs) I don't mind if people don't like musicals. I totally get it. It's just this thing where people seem to have this insistence on telling me that they hate them and why yeah. they hate them, but with all these very specific exceptions. I'm like, you're allowed to like some musicals and not all music. Like, oh. <laughs> you know all what? Right, I like down. I like a certain songs from musicals. That's so, absolutely fine. You know, one song from Les Miserables. Um, that I like just that one song the same with cats there's one song that I like in cats <laughs> obviously not the film we you know actually we uh, could have you used see we the could... film no <laughs> and I keep meaning to watch it just so I know what everyone's talking about but... I was like I I think it's probably the second most traumatizing cinema experience I've ever had <laughs> what was the first <laughs> dancer in the dark um <laughs> It's also a musical and just mm-hmm. like, oh God. Um, or maybe Martyrs. <laughs> that was pretty hard. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, God. Such close up playing on such a large screen. <laughs> um, no, like Cats is like, you want to talk about a genuine horror experience. Like, holy <laughs> shit, that was bad. Like, I've never, yeah, it was aw- like awful. i cannot like i know it's been like a joke and everyone was talking about it but like i actually cannot impress upon you how bad this fucking film was i feel like like i'm gonna have to watch it now i yeah listen get some friends together have a couple of drinks shout at the screen but like (laughs) just (laughs) i'm not sure i can get people to watch it with me If, if if you let me like just like cradle a bottle of wine, I will watch it with you. <laughs> I'm just drinking from the bottle. Yeah, I'll get your straw. <laughs> Look at them, they're unfinished, unrendered human hands. <laughs> oh, Why are they the wrong size? <laughs> <laughs> so upsetting. So upsetting. Um, so back to Rocky Horror. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> Would you recommend it to horror fans? I would recommend this to literally anyone. Random strangers on the street. I'd be like, have you not seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? You should be watching it right now. I'm here to tell you the good word. (laughs) (laughs) Knock on your door. I'm here to talk to you about Frankenfurter. (laughs) Yeah. No, I would. uh, Yeah. I I think like uh, horror fans would be remiss not to watch it because like there's so much even in modern day horror, I think that like borrows from it yeah. um like from an aesthetic point of view and from like a again like that kitsch camp sensibility it's yeah i think it's a like it's a, a seminal yeah. text in the horror canon yeah and you know what always scared me a little bit about rocky when i was younger especially mm-hmm. you know the uh the, the crowd the uh they're the, freaky they're really creepy and like 
they've got those weird squeaky voices that are obviously overdubbed. Um, yeah. And then they've all got like sunglasses on and tuxes and, and party just, hats. Yeah. And it just, it always freaked me out really, really badly. Yeah. Actually, like th this movie does not have a lot of choreography, but yeah. there is some really good crowd choreography that's just like yeah. very effective in the background. Yeah. Um, which I, I enjoyed. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely recommend it to horror fans as well. Um, so let's move on to another film. Which yeah. one would you like to do first? Let's let's do. I'm I'm assuming that you liked this one the least of the two of two of these. Yeah. <laughs> Let, yeah. Let's do the yeah. one that's. So I one of the ones that we talked about doing because uh, said Rocky Horror Picture Show, and then I was like, for a modern sort of equivalent. Yeah. So, and I also happen to have done this relatively recently on my own podcast. <laughs> I was like, I already watched this. I don't have to do it again. Um, and so, Repo the Genetic Opera, which is a 2008 film uh, directed by Darren Lynn Boosman and written by uh, Darren Smith and Terence Zudnich, who also stars as Gravedigger. It stars Alexa Vega, Paul Savino, Anthony Stewart Head, Sarah Brightman, Paris Hilton. <laughs> Bill Mosley, Nivek Ogre, and uh, Terence Zinich, um, as I previously said, it is. Um, it has actually gained quite a cult following, mm. similar to Rocky Horror, and uh, I believe Terence uh, Zinich. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> Terence, we'll just call him Terry. Yeah, Terry. Terry. El Ter. Um, he actually <laughs> tours with this um, okay. and does like a kind of stage show version. Um, mm -hmm which I think is interesting. Um, <laughs> so the basic plot is it is set in the year 2056. And uh, there was a plague that um, broke everyone's internal organs down. Mm -hmm. And Gene Co. provides organ transplants. Um, but they are all basically uh, lent out. Yeah. Um, so everyone's on back pay for their organs. <laughs> they, they got all their organs on layaway. Um, and if you can't pay, uh, the repo man comes and literally rips out the organs. Yeah that you got replaced um and it's also <laughs> so there's a few other things going on there is a uh a drug problem uh with the um uh zydrate zydrate i was just yeah. trying to remember i was like singing the song in my yeah. head <laughs> zydrate comes in a little blue file um <laughs> oh no um yeah so everyone's addicted to this like off-brand morphine essentially painkiller because they've all had so many like cosmetic surgeries and it's all become yeah. kind of elective um uh, yeah, Sarah Brightman of like original cast of Phantom of yeah. the Opera fame <laughs> um, stars as uh, Blind Mag, who's like an opera singer who uh, is sort of owned by Gene Co. Yeah. And uh, Alexa Vega plays um, Shiloh, who's like her dad is keeping her locked up, pretending that she's sick, but he actually just doesn't want to let her out because the world is fucking hideous. And like, there's a lot going on in this film, you guys. <laughs> so much going on going on in this film um the soundtrack is interesting <laughs> there is it's not a long film i think it's under two hours yeah it has a crazy amount of songs it's got 22 songs i mean it's mainly there's not a lot of straight dialogue no it's it's, it's almost sung through yeah um as we would say in the stage. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is almost sung through. Um, all the exposition is done through music, which is how mm -hmm. it should be done in a musical, to be fair. But like there isn't a sort of through line stylistically. They seem to be yeah. just throwing a lot at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. So there's like a lot of rock. Joan Jett shows up at one point. Right? Yeah. I'd forgotten <laughs> that was like the first watch when it first came out. 
And then when I watched it again, I was like, is that John Jim? <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's it's a weird one. So you've got Sarah Brightman and actually Paul Sorvino is also a trained Not, operatic yeah. singer. So you've got a lot of like legit sort of rock opera. It's operatic singing with like yeah. a very kind of heavy guitar scoring. Yeah. But then you have these other songs that are just proper rock songs, I guess. Yeah. A lot of them are very short. Yeah. Like, to be fair, if you don't like a song, it'll end soon. Another one will be long. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of it's catchy. Some of it's fucking awful. Like, I think there's some good ideas in this film. But I also think that, like, no one ever sat them down and edited shit. Mm. They got a couple of million dollars from somewhere and were like, let's do all of it. <laughs> yes, that's what it could have done with more editing, I think. Um, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of the sing-through, as you said. I'm just, I like to have breaks mm -hmm. in between so my mind can um, process the music, process the song, process its place in the story. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think if we compare it to Rocky, you do have that straight dialogue in Rocky, that break. And I think that's what, like when I think about Repo, the only song that stands out in my mind is the Zytrate. Zydrate Anatomy. Yeah, That's the, the one that. that sticks in my head. And they're like, surgery, surgery, surgery. Um, yeah. That's the only one, but I wouldn't be able to tell you what the others are because there's no break in between them. So I got really like confused. And as I said, my brain didn't quite process them as songs that I could remember. Yeah. And like the weird thing about Repo as well. So in, in a lot of sung through musicals, so some that you would think of would be Les Mis is a sung through mm -hmm. musical. Sweeney Todd is pretty much sung through. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton is another one. Um, and you have what is called uh, restative pieces, which are essentially yeah. those kind of bits in between the song songs yeah that are like you know da -da 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 so it's not really a song it's sort of patter yeah. almost mm -hmm. and that you need that to connect everything musically for yeah. people to be able to settle into that yeah mode of um absorbing mm -hmm. your your plot essentially your yeah. dialogue and whereas this is like they are like individual songs and because they're not connected with like a theme or a lead yeah. motif or anything like that mm -hmm. there's no musical through line yeah you just end up being like well i don't know what's going on yeah <laughs> wait who's it's hard to, it's, it is hard yeah. to process and you end up forgetting things there is like one recurring motif um which uh, shows up in, most prominently in one of the sarah brightman songs called break mm -hmm. the morning mm -hmm. it's the da -da 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 -da. and yeah. that kind of shows up in a few other places but not consistently yeah so it's like watching lots of tiny little musicals mm. <laughs> not great <laughs> Um, let's talk about the casting. I feel like it's an interesting casting. <laughs> I mean, I can't, look, I'm not going to lie. I kind of love it. Like any movie that went out, like any, I like, God love L. Terry. He walked up to Paris Hilton and was like, do you want to be in a movie? We're going to peel your face off. And she said, yes. <laughs> Her face falls off. It's great. <laughs> I I really enjoyed Bill Mosley in it, but I would enjoy Bill Mosley in anything because I I love him as a mm -hmm. horror actor. I love I love Anthony Head, uh, because it's Giles and he looks like he's actually having fun in this. He's having a lot of fun and he's a great singer. Yeah. Um. As I was saying before we started recording, he actually played uh, Dr. Frankenfurter on the Broadway mm -hmm. a Broadway production of Rocky Horror Show. Yeah. Um. I think around. 
2004 2005 ish mm-hmm. do not quote me on that um but like it was a great revival and it was really popular yeah um and it's nice to see him be given a role like that and clearly yeah. just having great crack yeah like he looked like I mean, obviously he'd got a bit of a taste for it from Buffy yeah. and was like, I need to carry this on now. <laughs> yeah, he's got a song that I'm trying to, I'm, uh, what's it called? Thankless Job, yeah. which is the one where he's like, and he's like, he really gets into the growl of it. And like yeah. the entire song, he's just like ripping organs out of yeah. someone. And it's very <laughs> funny. Like I legit enjoyed that sequence. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy that sequence i you know what when you look at the horror of it the Mm. the gore the body horror the even even the like the the premise of loaning out organs and then you know someone coming after you to get them back like it is a really good premise for a horror yeah and even like there was one bit where he like rips the spine out of someone and that's brilliant like it's so well done and it's so gross and gory and like as you said when paris hilton's face falls off yeah like it is gory and horrific i think they put like all of their money into soundtrack production and uh special effects because everything else looks super duper cheap yeah Um, (laughs) fucking costumes you guys don't get me started like so like (laughs) you got those like (laughs) those purple fishnets from fucking shoko and put them on his sleeves like i did when i was 14 years old and just ran with it like anyway yeah um but like yeah the the special effects score is is Mm. really good and there is one of the uh characters one of the gene co kids pavi i think he's got this Mm. really cool like stretched on skin mask thing that looks awesome yeah it looks really gross (laughs) it's like stapled onto his face yeah it's 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 very uh grotesque yeah um in a really cool way so yeah it's 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 a frustrating watch i think because it is a i think this film has good bones it's got a really cool premise it's got some great casting in certain areas but there's just too much other stuff going on yeah i mean then we have this like whole sideline of like the the grave robber and the drugs that are rife in the city, but it's never really built upon. It's just kind of like, oh, it's just there. <laughs> yeah, so he's supposed to be sort of functioning essentially as the narrator. Yeah. Um, but he's not, again, it's not used consistently. Yeah. If he was used from the beginning, and it's like he kind of is, and he definitely does like the end. And then like, he's sort of explaining this world to Shiloh. It doesn't help that like Shiloh, your main, ostensibly your main character is really fucking annoying. <laughs> oh, she's the worst character out of everyone. Like she's the worst, yeah. Yeah, and you're just like, ugh, I don't care about you or your dad or your dead mother. <laughs> Who cares about your dead mom? <laughs> Shut up, Shiloh. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I just didn't like it. I just felt it was a bit too all over the shop. I mean, I know I read somewhere it's actually meant to be a three-parter. Um, there's meant to be like two other films but they just cannot get <laughs> they cannot get funding for it so. oh my god I can't, what would you even do like they did it all in that one movie <laughs> <laughs> they stuffed it all in there <laughs> they stuffed it all in there and like i can i suppose i can understand like yeah it's only 98 minutes mm. um i can understand like especially like from an indie filmmaker they would need to be like fuck we might not get this chance again yeah um so i i do get it but um yeah, like it, they definitely someone needed to sit them down and be like, you need to start killing some darlings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, would you recommend Repo to? 
Um, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I've recommended it to people and they've been disappointed. So, you know what? Sure. Uh, you know what you're walking into <laughs> after listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd recommend it for its gore. And I kind of, I liked its comic book-esque kind of. I think, yeah, there's like yeah. title plates and mm. interstitial plates that are uh, comic book panels. And they're actually, they're lo- they're really well drawn. It's a very yeah. cool kind of aesthetic. Um, yeah, look, I, it's one of those ones that you're either going to like, I think, kind of enjoy for even for all its faults or you're just gonna fucking hate it so yeah and it's yeah. hard to tell because some people i've been like oh you're gonna hate that and they've loved it <laughs> <laughs> <It's> catchy <laughs> and then other people that i was like oh you're gonna enjoy this because it's like stupid and yeah kind of awful but you like that kind of thing and they've been like this is the worst thing i've ever seen in my life so <laughs> yeah kind of 50 50 50 50 yeah watch it anyway though um yeah. so the next musical um do you want to introduce that as well? Yeah. Um, so this is uh, newer again. So this yeah. is called Anna and the Apocalypse. It was released in 2017, directed by uh, John McPhail, uh, screenplay by Alan McDonald and Ryan McHenry. Um, uh, it, it was based on a short film that was done called Zombie mm-hmm. the Musical. Um, and it stars Ella Hunt as Anna, Malcolm Cunningham, Sarah Swire, Christopher Laveau, and Ben Wiggins. And then there are a few. Oh, oh, oh yeah, sorry. Marley Sue is one who I, <laughs> I want to um, uh, as Lisa. I just wanted to make sure yeah. I included her because she is my favorite number in the entire in the entire <laughs> musical, that Christmas number. Um, and a few other fun people um, in the wider ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a pretty straightforward uh film it is about Anna who uh is a secondary school student in Scotland yeah um and she gets up one day and goes to school and there is a zombie apocalypse (laughs) (laughs) and so it's her and her friends trying to make it to the school which they've been told the army will pick them up there um her dad is in the school the headmaster's gone a bit mad there are zombies yeah and also fun musical numbers (laughs) (laughs) um I actually saw this in the cinema uh, as part of Harathon a few years ago. Okay. Um, and I fucking loved it. I, yeah. I think it's, it's you know, it's not perfect, but I think it's I've got a really fun sensibility. Good zombies, mm-hmm. a good cast who are clearly having fun. And um, it's kind of got this sort of, um, they're clearly trying to do high school musical, but with zombies vibe yeah. musically, which I really enjoyed. And yeah. it's got some good tracks. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I feel like, you know, Rocky Harpitch show, I was like, yeah, fucking love it. Reaper, I'm like, fucking hate it. This one, I'm like, I'm not sure. I mean, while I was watching it, it's very like Shaun of the Dead. There's, yeah, there is a lot of influence from Shaun of the Dead, for like sure. Like, a lot. Um, there's one number where she leaves the house and she's walking along being like, this is going to be a great day, not noticing all the, the zombies and the, <laughs> the apocalypse happening behind her, basically. And I was like, that is ripped straight out of Shaun of the Dead, apart is, from the singing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is it is absolutely ripped directly out of Shaun of the Dead. No, there's, there is a... I think there's some strong influences from Shaun of the Dead and from Zombieland as well. Yeah. Like those kinds of like zombie comedy vibes. They're going, yeah. they're pulling very closely from that stuff. Yeah. Um, the music I'm kind of not sure about. I think just because, like you said, it's very high school musical and it's very much like, mm. I want to get out of this town. Yes. And, yeah. You know, that kind of, it's it's very Americanized musical numbers and i wish they had set it more in scotland you know if you're gonna have 
if you're going to be like this is set in scotland set it in scotland <laughs> you know yeah. that kind of the way don't make it so like unambiguous <laughs> yeah i think that's very musically i think the, the humor is quite yeah. um is quite scottish and there's some yeah. really good like lyrical um and uh fun sort of scottish accent puns in, yeah. some, of the, in some of the songs as well so they don't like get rid of it but I kind of liked that like very purposeful juxtaposition for like mm -hmm. very very like 20th century musicals mm -hmm. Disney high school musical modern Broadway so kind of wicked and yeah. stuff like that uh juxtaposed with zombies and gore and it's yeah. a very bleak little Scottish town <laughs> yeah I really enjoyed the gore on it I do like a bit of zombie gore um yeah. so I especially the snowman the snowman. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I really love her best friend, John. I just thought he was so funny. <laughs> like... Oh, God. He, he's, he was the MVP for me. Yeah. Played yeah. by Malcolm Cunningham. Him yeah. and the uh, principal played by Paul yes. Case. He's so creepy. <laughs> so good. Um, and who can't really sing, but has quite a good villain song at the end, yeah. which I appreciate. Like, good for them giving him a yeah. villain song. Like, there's also very uh, clear kind of. Um, influences from kind of Disney structure yeah. films as well, which yeah. I really enjoy. <laughs> you've got your it's very musicals when I want you've got your I want song, you've got you know, you've yeah. got your villain song. And I, I enjoyed it from that point of view. And I think it's just like I thought the sensibility was really fun. Like it's yeah. not perfect. It's not without its flaws. But I think they did a really good job with what they were trying to do. Yeah. It was definitely like two songs I would have cut because they were shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um and there was one or two where I feel like they put them in for the sake of putting the songs in. They were like, we really yeah. like this song that we've written, even though they kind of make no sense in the context yeah. of the film. Yeah. Um, like that would be my biggest criticism of it, I think. Yeah. No, I, I did. I, it was grand. Like it wasn't, yeah. I didn't hate it as much as I hated Repo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I thought it was a nice little take on the zombie, hot, the zombie kind of genre. Yeah. I think it's a really cute little um, indie movie. And I think the cast are really, really talented yeah. as well. Um, there's a, a really great sequence as well where they're for some reason instead of just walking around the fucking building going through this like creepy uh, um, Christmas tree uh, <laughs> Christmas tree sale oh yeah it's also set at Christmas which is yeah. like which I've also I've uh, I've already staked my claim to horror Christmas movies as well <laughs> oh yeah of course my favorite subgenre <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's uh, yeah it's also set, it's also a Christmas movie so you mm -hmm. know a nice one to uh, whip out around December time watching yeah. the kids <laughs> Full of Christmas cheer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and killer snowman. <laughs> yeah, she goes around with like a, a candy cane lawn like ornament that's got yeah. a spike on the end. And that's how I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice touch as well. Yeah. And then there's like her dickhead ex-boyfriend and his like yeah. um crew as well, who have like again also quite a good villain song. Yeah. Um and he there, yeah, it's fun. I, yeah. It's it's not perfect, but I think I would recommend it if you like. If you're not going to be driven insane by musical yeah. numbers, it's good fun. Yeah, it is. Um, so let's talk about some also rans. What uh, else do we so have many. out there when it comes to horror musicals? On film, just or on in stage, case, because I've got so many to offer. Let's do a film, and then we'll talk about a few stage ones. Because I feel like just in case anyone is really getting into this subgenre of horror we can direct them into because yeah. you found some real gems oh i got some goodness yeah <laughs> so let's start with the films i mean i think uh this one of the most seminal horror films uh musical films really is little shop of horrors okay like that's like banging yeah. tunes great special effects yeah 
just really good all around. Like I've never seen it. You've never seen Little Shop I've of Horrors. I've never seen Little Shop of Horrors, no. <gasps> oh God. I really did I really did done you dirty not making you watch that for this episode. Yeah. It's fucking great. <laughs> Um, Little Shop of Horrors is an absolute classic and again like much more influenced by the kind of sci-fi 1970s yeah. stuff and it's a creature feature yeah um, <laughs> I suppose Sweeney Todd has to be mentioned <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like Sweeney Todd is actually one of my favourite musicals of all time okay I think it is one of the best stage horror musicals yeah that film is a steaming pile of shite <laughs> I just like I didn't even like I knew it was a stage show beforehand, but like when I watched the film, I was like, it made me not want to ever seek out the stage show version. <laughs> uh, which is such a shame, I think, because yeah. like it is, I think, one of Stephen Sondheim's best yeah. musicals. Like it's so, so good. There is uh, the original touring production with George Hearn and Angela Lansbury, and you can watch it on YouTube okay. if you are so interested. Um, because like there are bits that had to be left out of the film for reasons and I know they are good reasons but like there is um, a narration going through out the entirety of the musical called The Ballad of Sweeney Todd which is just not in the film at all Okay, and it's like there's some real scary shit in this show (laughs) and a lot of it's audio it's not necessarily gore on stage or anything like that it's like there's this like screaming whistle that goes through a lot of the show and all this kind of stuff it's like really intense yeah um and it's but so good and so yeah i was very upset about how poor that adaptation was <laughs> yeah i just think it got it was too burtonized I mean, yes and no i i went originally it was announced i was like yeah perfect like yeah. his aesthetic is absolutely what you need for this but my main issue was that johnny depp and helena bonham carter can't fucking sing <laughs> And and Sondheim is notoriously difficult to sing, even yeah. if you're fucking great at it. Yeah. Like, oh my God, just why? Because it's Tim why? Burton and he must use uh, Johnny Depp in every single film ever he ever does. Yeah, he's too, he's too, oh no. Mm-mm. I mean, I liked Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. That's all I can really say about that. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> oh god no it is one of the most incredible musicals it really mm-hmm. is and i think it's such a shame that i think a lot of people saw that movie and were like well this is a bit shit really isn't it yeah um definitely. so yeah those would definitely be two i think really strong contenders on the film front mm-hmm. um there's some really fun screen to stage adaptations that okay. i think are worth mentioning yeah so one of my favorites from the last few years was actually the Beetlejuice musical. Okay. It's fucking great, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously not really horror, but I think a lot of people, Beetlejuice is kind of yeah. a, you know, a gateway drug to, yes, to horror, yeah. pure horror. Um, really, really good. Um, okay. Yeah, absolutely excellent um, adaptation. Uh, there is still the Harry Belafonte stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. very, very funny. Um, also an entire song about having a dead mom, which I always appreciate. No <laughs> <laughs> one cares about your dead mom, Lydia. Oh, wait, we do. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a running theme with a lot of musicals. Yeah. Especially horror ones. Especially horror ones, yeah. Um, I already mentioned that there is an Evil Dead musical, which was um, off, off Broadway. Okay. Um, but it's really fun. It's very kind of, it's like a doo-wop. It's very silly. It's very rock okay. and roll. Um, but it's exactly what, which is exactly what the Evil Dead was. Yeah. You know, so that's a great one, I think. Um, let me think. Carrie is actually very good. 
there's a carry oh my gosh <laughs> there's also silence the musical which is a parody of silence of the lambs <laughs> um i think uh an honorable mention goes to the american psycho musical my mind is being blown right now i know oh i got so much work for you baby <laughs> like the things you think would never be turned into a musical i know which is at eastwick as well uh the yeah. american psycho one is weird it's a very it was a it's not a traditional musical in that sense okay. like there is a lot of it's a lot of um again recitifs so very kind of speaky singing yeah a lot it's it's electro based obviously because the 80s right yeah and there is some use of like uh 80 songs so not original right. to the musical as well okay like, it's weird I think it was really cool on stage, though. It looked cool. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I am trying to think what else. Uh, what's that, Carrie? I'm looking, sorry, I'm looking through. I've already told uh, <laughs> Dolly this, but I created two bespoke playlists for uh, <laughs> for my for my preparations. So there's a horror stage to screen and horror screen to stage. <laughs> so I'm just scrolling through. There's a Dracula musical, yeah, which yeah. is of Eastwick. There's a Jekyll and Hyde one. There is a Jekyll and Hyde musical. Yes. That was interesting. <laughs> when you sent me that, I was like, hold up, what? <laughs> no, Jekyll and Hyde is actually a pretty good musical. It's got a couple of real banging tunes in it. And uh, the transformation stuff on stage is really, mm. it's where they do it in a really fun way. But <laughs> a couple of years back, there was a production starring David Hasselhoff. And I was like, <laughs> this is my favorite thing ever <laughs> never gonna stop watching him doing this is the moment it's so good <laughs> you know and he really goes for it oh he like, does yeah the, i've never he's the most Hasselhoffian way i think i've ever seen like it's hard to describe there's something about the way he stands yeah and then he gets the like you can see him working up to the key change you're like oh get it david go on you can do it he even you <laughs> He really tries. He actually, he really goes for it. And like, it's not like the most amazing musical performance I've ever seen, but I was yeah. kind of like, oh, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Go on the half. <laughs> Go on the half. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I'm just looking through like my playlist and there are some like lovely little sort of like lesser known musicals. Um, yeah. uh, so there's a musical called Zombie Prom, which is essentially what it says on the tin. <laughs> right. Okay. Which is very silly. Um, and also the Toxic Avenger musical based on the comic book yeah but my favorite weird one and it's again actually a genuinely good musical right <laughs> bat boy the musical okay so it's based on do you remember like news or uh was it like the world weekly news yeah world weekly news no it was like that like little um it was like a small kind of not tabloid even smaller than that like paper that used to come out every it was a weekly thing and it right. used to be like Cher is actually an alien yes Those I do ones. remember yeah so Bat Boy was a character that they like made up and they were like you know Bat Child found in the jungles of the Amazon <laughs> and someone wrote a fucking musical and it's great <laughs> so I feel like you know what I feel like has to happen now is mm -hmm. we obviously when we can that we may have to go to London when you know a few of these shows are on and we're just gonna have to do weird horror musicals I would love to do that if they were ever all yeah. on at the same time I think my yeah. head would explode I'd be so excited um, <laughs> she'd be like it's happening it's happening <laughs> I have it's actually I, I it might be worth 
doing a kind of a separate one that's kind of horror on stage and screen with stuff like yeah. the woman in black and ghost stories because yes. I actually saw ghost stories on stage okay um and while it wasn't the most amazing thing I've ever seen like the the way that they did it the like trickery of it yeah stagecraft was fucking excellent like yeah. it was really well done really well thought out yeah um and I really think that like horror on stage is hard yes um, like, when it comes to a lot of these musicals they are really comedies with horror elements I think yeah we kind of already covered really yeah um I saw The Exorcist on stage Ooh. and I saw it in the gaiety the October before everything shut down um and it's brilliant I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. Um, it freaked me the hell out. Um, like you said, the trickery of it. Mm. You're like, how did they do that? Like, <laughs> how did they translate that into stage? Fuck. Like when her head spins round, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on, on here? Hang on a moment. Um, yeah, I would have loved to see that. I'm very disappointed that I did get a chance. Um, and I'm really looking forward to so. Um, myself and my partner were saying when they we're able to travel again we want to go back over to London and like so I go over like usually in normal times quite regularly to see yeah. shows and there are a bunch of shows including the woman in black that I'm like oh yeah. that's gonna run forever I don't need to book that this yeah. time <laughs> so we're gonna go over and book all the things that were like they're gonna yeah. run forever <laughs> yeah because we all know by just now but yeah <laughs> <laughs> just in just case in there's case. another pandemic I'd be like finally yeah. I saw the mouse trap um <laughs> So, so what, yeah. what would you like to see uh, either a horror film translated to a musical or a musical translated in, onto Ooh. the small screen? Is there anything that you would like to see? I think that some of the horror films that are more kind of mood pieces. Mm -hmm. um, so like something like Midsommar could be really interesting done with like yeah. more music incorporated like not necessarily a traditional musical in that sense yeah. but like sound was so important in that and a lot of it's very sort of like static shots and reactions yeah. and stuff which means you could do it quite easily on a stage I okay. think yeah maybe not easily that's probably <laughs> <laughs> like go on do that it'd be fine yeah um, <laughs> you know those pieces that rely much more on kind of ambiance and uh like a, a a slow building sense of dread than jump yeah. scares yeah um and then i don't know i'd like to see more zombie musicals on stage i think that's <laughs> <laughs> more zombies in general yeah. um and yeah and like ghost stories haunted house movies all that kind of yeah. stuff i think all work really well in a stage context yeah what about you i don't know because i'm just because i'm not uh you know I don't go to see musicals. I don't, mm. you know, I think I saw Grease when I was really small. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I saw a few like school stage, you know, I saw Les Miserables on the local convent school. Or, but I've, I'm not, because I, I, I haven't gone to many musicals that I just, mm. I wouldn't know. Like, I wouldn't know what could translate well, what wouldn't like, I, I guess Saw the musical would be interesting. <laughs> my leg my leg i'd actually really dig that i would i think that'd be really cool because you could have like a like this stage could be like a rotating cube like yeah every, and it's like a different trap in each side oh that'd be good <laughs> quick write I it down just, i actually just stole that set idea from the sweetie todd so okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, like the thing is it's like the like the level of stagecraft that they have gotten to now if they have if a production is well funded enough mm. they can do so much like i saw um, I went to see the Harry Potter show a couple of years All back. Right, yeah. Um, and like the, I, I think as a, a theatrical experience, 
Um, like so not necessarily like the actual plot or anything. Yeah. But as a theatrical experience, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. Okay. Yeah, dementors coming up through the crowd. Yeah. And like, you know, people apparating and shit. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. (laughs) Like literal magic. It was amazing. (laughs) And I went to see uh the ocean at the end of the lane Uh in 2019 as well in the national. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the most stunning things. And like genuinely scary as well. Some really cool ways that they got that sort of creepy um sense on stage and then it was like yeah just very very cool so yeah like I think if there's an if there's a good enough production team Mm -hmm. and it's worth doing like they can kind of do anything they want to do at this point yeah okay um so I guess that kind of wraps up our our musical (laughs) our musical number (laughs) yes indeed Ooh. Uh, honorable mention to uh, the Lestat musical written by Elton John, which is like been buried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you told me about that and you were like, oh, there's one thing on YouTube and it's like really blurry. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, just like, and it's it's really funny because it's now become like legend amongst musical yeah. theatre fans. It's like, oh my God, you got to see Lestat. <laughs> yeah, like the trade and playbills on the underground for like hundreds of dollars. It's very funny. Like Elton John is like, was that? Never heard of him. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Very bad musical. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so thank you very much um, for coming back. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me waffle at you for like an hour about musicals. It's like my favorite okay. thing to do. <laughs> um so yeah i can't wait to see what we what we come up with next oh god only knows at this point right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i was thinking perhaps like children's horror yeah i would love to do that i'm yeah. a big fan of uh yeah i think when when i was first on i did say my first horror movie was nightmare before christmas yeah which i can't believe i forgot to mention oh yeah that's a bit of a <laughs> Talk about horror musicals yeah <laughs> <laughs> iconic yeah. <laughs> Sods, don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> sure, we'll do that in the, the children's one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. So that was my chat there with Ruby Noir about horror musicals. And we discuss in particular uh, Repo, the genetic opera from 2008, and 1975's uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, as well as Anne in the Apocalypse and a few others. Um, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and I hope you found it as informative and as fascinating as me. Um, Let me know what you think about this week's episode, what you think about horror musicals and whether they meld well or whether they're things that should be kept very, very separate. Um, Let me know on social media, so Facebook and Instagram at What A Scream Podcast. You can also catch me on Twitter at What underscore Scream. And you can also find us on Letterboxd so you can keep up to date with all the films that we will be discussing. So as always, I hope you are staying safe and you are enjoying your summer or if you are in the other half of the world, your winter. Um, And don't forget to stay horrific. Goodbye.